You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Now let's expand the conversation, take you around the league with Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News. Vinny, thanks for taking the time. Let's talk quarterbacks. What did A.J. McCarron show you in his limited run filling in for Andy Dalton? How good of a full-time starter do you think he's going to be now that he's become an unrestricted free agent? Yeah, that, that's the big question because uh, now we have more evidence on a guy like Case Keenum than we have on A.J. McCarron because he's played a lot longer. So I think when you look at the Browns' interests, it makes sense. Hugh Jackson was there when they brought him in as a draft pick there behind Andy Dalton. So they're going to take a long look at him. Things have changed a little bit bringing in uh, Todd Haley. It's a slightly different type of offensive spin on what Jackson typically likes to do. So we're going to weigh there I, I, I think with McCarron, he's a guy that I'm not going to trust my entire franchise to, but when you're looking at $16, $17 million a season for your quarterback, that's just the reality of what you're going to have to accept to pay him. I think he's a guy definitely, if I'm going to bring in, even if you're going to pay him that much, I want him to compete with a young guy to really earn that to see what I have. But it's going to be interesting for sure now because I think he falls in line behind Keenum and Sam Bradford to see where his value kind of lies after Kirk Cousins uh, comes off the board, so to speak, with his big contract. Vinny, I know sometimes we like to take one player uh, because he has so much talent, like uh, let's just say a, a quarterback to a running back or, or a free agent. of the, Let's say Kirk Cousins, for example. We would love for him to be everywhere, right? We, we would love to see Case Keenum having a chance to be everywhere, but there's only one place, and Saquon Barkley. How would you – put him into these top three spots or top five spots because we know there's a running back that's needed in Cleveland. Of course, they may try to get a quarterback. Of course, we know Giants need a running back for sure. They may be looking towards the future uh, and trying to grab a quarterback as well. How do you slide him into those first two spots knowing that a running back is very instrumental with what maybe they want to do on the offensive side of the football? I think you have to weigh what you're doing because it's fine to get Barkley, but remember, with Ezekiel Elliott, uh, his success taking him early was the fact that the Cowboys had this offensive line where you could plug him in there and uh, know he was going to live up to his expectations, uh, his own natural talent, but also having the blocking as well. So a team like the Giants right now are going through a blocking crisis. You have two guys that are free agents that they're going to have to replace with uh, Weston Richburg and uh, looking at Justin Pugh as well, who was a, a these two guys are pretty good a couple of years ago, kind of faded as they worked in other positions, had some injuries. But another guy I look in there is, I mentioned the Cowboys and what they've had with their line. Zach Martin was a big pick. Quinn Nelson, the kid from Notre Dame. So if there's an opportunity there to get this elite blocker early, and then you look later in the draft, you have a guy like a Darius Geis from LSU or either the uh, Georgia backs there and Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb. If you can get a combination like that, get the elite running back, and the other back, that's fine. But when you look at a team like Cleveland that has stockpiled 12 picks there, they do have the luxury to go get Barkley at number one or even number four and then go from there because they already upgraded their offensive line last year. So it's really knowing about how you're going to bring the big picture together with your run blocking and that back. And I see the Giants going to Dave Gettleman, knowing the importance of the power running game. That's going to be a big emphasis of that team in this offseason. Taking around the league with Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News. Vinny, I don't want to count anybody else's money, and capitalism says go get every dollar you can. Kirk Cousins is going to break the bank, but if you believe the reports that the Jets might be willing not only to give him $60 million in year one, but fully guarantee the entire contract, isn't that a major risk for somebody who has Kirk Cousins' resume? Definitely. I mean, this guy... 
I put quarterbacks into glasses. There's the guys like Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers that are less dependent, that could still win, even if things are breaking down around them. I don't think Kirk Cousins is one of those quarterbacks at this point. We saw what happened. You lose Deshaun Jackson. You lose Pierre Garçon. Jordan Reed gets hurt. All of a sudden, your play diminishes as well as the offensive line injuries in front of you. So he's a guy, when he looks at Jets, and he's got to think about this. He's going to turn 30 here. We know he's been a pretty good quarterback, but how good does he want to be? We know he's going to be defined by his opportunities in the playoffs and taking a team there and winning there. And when you look at the Jets, questions about wide receiver, you have questions about running back, questions about offensive line, defense. It could be two or three years before the Jets team wins. So I think money is not going to be an issue for a lot of teams that can bring the same type of money, especially the ones that are going to go after Cousins. Uh, and you look at maybe the Broncos and Vikings and Browns. These teams are going to come up with competitive offers. I think for Cousins, the half of the decision is going to be on him. Is money is going to be comparable? Do you want to go to a team where you can redefine the kind of quarterback you are? Do you want to be the front-end piece and not know if you're going to get all that help? So. As much as the decision is on the other teams, it's also on Cousins the way to see how he wants to be perceived with this big money. Give me your take on the Indianapolis Colts with Andrew Luck. Like, what do you what do you see them needing to do to help him out a little bit? Because every year the, the season ends, he's he's not healthy, uh, missing twenty six games in three years. That's a tremendous amount. Uh, what do you see them needing to do to help out his scenario and situation when it comes to the big hits and injuries that force him to get surgery of some sort at the end of the year? I think they've tried their best to build the offensive line. It still hasn't worked at a few positions, but uh, they've also had some injuries there, especially at center, where they thought they had that settled and all that. So offensive line, I still think they could use work there, shore up the, the situation all across. And I think you need to diversify your offense a little bit. You've been in a situation where you relied on Andrew Luck to throw downfield with T.Y. Hilton or someone else to really go that route. But they really kind of rounded off the offense in terms of giving that consistent slot receiver, the consistent running back out of the backfield that can make those plays. Because get the ball in your hands more quickly, spread things around. And I think with Frank Wright, you're going to get more of that. They've been maybe dependent on him to just sit back and throw downfield, take the licking and that make impossible throws on the second and third and long. They need to shorten up things, make things easier, provide more balance. And I think that's one thing that you expect Frank Wright is going to know firsthand how to do based on uh, how much support Nick Foles and that Carson Wentz got. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Frank Reich departing Philadelphia and Nick Foles still there for now. Do you think Foles truly goes back to being number two on the depth chart coming off that outstanding run in the postseason or – is he an asset? The Eagles could chop him, maybe get a first-round pick if they deal him. I think they're going to have to weigh a lot of things. And one number one thing is the progression of Carson Wentz through this major knee injury. And it's not like a, it's a Deshaun Watson or somebody else that had this injury a little bit earlier in the season. It came very end uh, in December, uh, mid-December. So we know typically that's a nine to twelve month recovery, and that, that puts him right on the brink of maybe returning at full speed. At, week one or maybe a training camp best case scenario. So you got to weigh that. And I think the Eagles just learned how valuable the backup plan Nick Foles was, that you had him signed and uh, he delivered. That's what you want. And your guy goes down and he's able to win with the pieces around him. I know he played very well down the stretch and he, this is, his value is never going to be higher, but he still has a high value to the Eagles because of that ability and what he just did. And that, 
I think if they get a better idea that, okay, Carson Wentz looks like he's on track September week one, we're going to go there, then they might have the luxury to deal him. But it could be a scenario where they need him uh, just as much as some other teams at this point. Vinny, when you look in the NFC West, that division is starting to pick up just a little bit, adding Jimmy Garoppolo to the 49ers. Uh, but, the, but the Legion of Boom, uh, give me your take on how that's going to look once the season starts. You know we heard uh, Earl Thomas uh, basically soliciting, so to speak, uh, to Jason Garrett and wanting to have a chance to be a part of the Dallas Cowboys team and the injuries uh, to the players who we know on the outside uh, when it comes to Richard Sherman and also having Cam Chancellor and his injury. How do you see that looking once the season starts this upcoming season? Well, I think you're going to see some uh, major transition of the defense of Seattle, not just uh, Legion of Blue and secondary, but it looks like uh, Michael Bennett's on his way out. They're going to have to change things on the defensive line. They're going to try their best to keep Sheldon Richardson, which was a great pickup for them from the Jets. So they got to worry about that. But Legion of Boom, I think you're going to start to see it uh, kind of go away here because Cam Chancellor, we know his injury is a career-threatening there if he's ever going to be the same player, if he can return. And then you have Richard Sherman about to turn 30 here uh, coming up in March. So he's a guy that we know at that position, it starts to diminish just like running backs at that age. So, And uh, you have Byron Maxwell as a free agent as well. So all their backup plans and things – are not looking as good to keep that uh, Legion boom attack. So this is going to be a team that's going to start figuring out some things in terms of younger players in the secondary. And then I, I see an offensive-minded team going forward. I think this gives them the opportunity to get out of these contracts and maybe invest more in that offensive line and help Russell Wilson because that's where this team is going to be winning here in the next uh, five years or so. Chatting with Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News. Vinny, are you buying the Gronk retirement speculation? To me, it feels like a pretty obvious attempt to get more money out of the Patriots. I think I can see it both ways in terms of Gronk is a guy that's had a ton of injuries. This is his first real concussion issue there. At the end of the season, he's made a ton of money. He's a guy that's been very judicious with his money. He's saved all kind of the salary base that he's gotten and the just really spend his endorsement money. So fortunate to be in that sense where he has the power to walk away, but at the same time, the Patriots might have that ability to convince people. And we know with uh, Josh McDaniels returning, the Patriots uh, can convince people pretty strongly of uh, staying. So Ron, uh, they do have to look at maybe upping his contract here. He probably gets one more shot at this big deal before he hangs it up here. So uh, I think definitely it, it's a two-way street here, but I think it's not just an empty threat for Ron. The landscape for quarterbacks uh, moving forward when it comes to new contract has, has contracts have really jumped through the roof. Uh, whether it's Andrew Luck with his 87 million bucks guaranteed to Jimmy Garoppolo with his 137 uh, contract only playing five games. And now hearing Kirk Cousins may get 150 million bucks guaranteed from the Jets. Why is that the case for Kirk Cousins and not yet for someone like an Aaron Rodgers and a Drew Brees? Yeah, this is just going to be weird all the time. Just every year the guy who's up next to get the money is going to be the highest paid, and it's going to keep going and going. And It is a concern for teams because uh, that's what you're going to have to pay to get a guy like Cousins, but you're still not 100% sure you're getting anybody close to a guy that's going to uh, lift the Lombardi trophy for you. So uh, this market, it, it, it looks like when you go through the draft versus free agency, taking multiple shots at the draft and is a lot better way to go because you're going to hit on somebody. You're going to find somebody like a 
a Dak Prescott. If you take enough chances, uh, there's someone out there that you can be successful with and win. And getting a guy like that also buys you some time because they had this lesser contract. We saw that happen with Russell Wilson. The Cowboys had a little bit of a window here as well. So I think when you look at it, the ideal situation is finding a third or fourth round quarterback. That's not going to happen for a lot of teams. And now they get stuck. If that quarterback doesn't work out, that you're paying uh, close to $30 million a season, you're handcuffed and really can't do much else. So you, the pressure's on right now to hit on that uh, veteran quarterback as much as possible. Vinny, we appreciate the information. Thanks for joining us on the NFL on TuneIn today. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.